You're listening to a message from Spindle City Vineyard. Connect with us or find out more at spindlecityvineyard.com. Have the lovely joy of sharing the last little bit of Proverbs with everybody. We have been in the book of Proverbs since Brittany left, actually, which was at the end of June first and the beginning of July. And basically, we're looking at Proverbs because it is the, bl- the blueprint for a good life. So that has been the whole crux of what we've been talking about. And uh, it's wonderful because there are people that have, come, that have gone before us who have laid out, like, this is how you can live, and this is how you can live and have a good life. And if bad things happen, this is what you should do. And this is called the wisdom literature. If you read Proverbs, Job, and Ecclesiastes as a whole, you get to see what it's like to live and what it's like to live well by fearing the Lord, no matter what happens. With, with Proverbs, it's more like, best case scenario, this is what happens. And that is what we've been going through. So Jim preached on money at the beginning of the month, and then Perla did a great message on parenting. Last week, Susanna talked about picking good friends. And then today, I'm going to talk about having a good attitude. <laughs> But not really. I mean, I'm going to talk about it, but we'll talk about it. But um, before we get into it, though, I want to play a game because I always like to play games with everybody. It's a thing. So uh, I don't know how we're going to do this. So I don't know. No, we'll, we'll play it all as one. I think there's enough of us. So um, I'm going to name off some quotes. And then I want you to raise your hand if you know who said it. And this game is called Who Said That Though? Who said that, though? Who said it? Okay, the first quote is, the less I know about other people's affairs, the happier I am. I'm not interested in caring about people. I once worked with a guy for three years and never learned his name. Best friend I ever had. We still never talk sometimes. Raise your hand if you know who that is. Talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) All right, looks like we have, all right, Ashley, who is it? Ron Swanson, correct. Ding, 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 yay, I don't have a prize for you, sorry. My love is, my love is your gift. Okay, Ron Swanson is from Parks and Recreation. He's one of my favorite characters. He has a very interesting outlook on life. If you ever want to watch it, please watch it. Okay, second quote. While we're talking, let me offer you some free advice. Talk less. Smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. Raise your hand if you know who that is. I'll do it like this. Talk less. Smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. Yeah? Who said it? Go ahead. Aaron Burr from where? From Hamilton, yes. If you've ever seen Hamilton, Aaron, I don't know if Aaron Burr actually said that in real life, like the actual Aaron Burr, but the Hamilton Aaron Burr said. Okay, let's see. I don't know, there's no real use here, but hey, you might know. <laughs> paper chasing, wait, paper chasing, tell that paper, look, I'm right behind you. Real G's move in silence, just like lasagna. I, don't, I have a feeling no one's going to know this because the U's are not here. Garfield? Garfield, no. Good guess, though. Garfield did like lasagna. I'll just let you know. Lil Wayne said that. Lil Wayne. 
real G's run in silence like lasagna. Very, he's very uh, clever, that Lil Wayne. Um, okay. Everyone should know this because this is probably the most important quote of all time of life. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Who knows who said that? I know my mom does. <laughs> Dan should. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Dom Toretto, sorry, Ma. Dom Toretto said it. He's from The Fast and the Furious, one of the most important movies of our generation. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, second to last one. What's the matter with you? Never let anyone outside the family know what you're thinking again. Who knows that? No one's like raising their hands. If you know, raise your hand. <laughs> Who said it? Dan. Don Coleone from The Godfather. Yes, he said it. Yes, he said it. All right. And last one. Dan should really know this one. Some believe it is only great power that can hold evil in check. But that is not what I have found. It is the small, everyday deeds of ordinary folks that keep darkness at bay, small acts of kindness and love. Who says that? Who? The Queen of England? <laughs> I'll be kind. I won't say what I'm thinking. No, it was not the Queen of England. Dan, who said it? It was Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Yes. I think that is all. Yes. So thank you for playing. Who said it, though? Who said it, though? The reason I chose some of those, I didn't even realize I, I did it. I just kind of was putting quotes together because I thought it'd be fun to play. But if you look at some of these quotes, a lot of them are kind of like these hidden life rules that people kind of pick up. So when you look at uh, what Don Corleone says, never let anyone outside the family know what you're thinking. That's a little life rule that sometimes we pick up and that we pick up and project out. Or the less I know about people, people, the happier I am. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. There is power in the words that we say and there's power in the words that we believe. And the things that have been said over us, the things that we, that we take in, we have like these kind of hidden rules that we live out based off of the power of words. And I've entitled this message, More Than Words, like the extreme song, More Than Words. It's a good song. But um, if you throw up the next slide, Jacobo. Nope, next one, sorry. Whatever the verse is. Yes, okay, perfect. So there is power in our words, and on Proverbs 18, Proverbs 18, 20 through 21 says, from the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruits. And I, I like the amplified version of what, of, of what that says, and I'm going to read that. I didn't, I didn't put it on a slide, but I want to read that because I think it, it it boils it, it kind of stresses it out a little bit. So it says, a man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. He will be satisfied with the consequences of his words. 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruits and bear the consequences of their words. So I want to pose a question, and maybe you can just take a second to think about it, and then you can share with your neighbor. But what is kind of a life rule that you have lived by that either, that it could be healthy, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but what is just kind of a life rule that you feel like you have lived by that's something like, I live my life a quarter mile at a time, or don't let anyone outside the family know what you're thinking. What's that? Never leave home without clean underwear on. I feel like every woman in this, <laughs> every woman here knows that. Especially when you go to the doctor's office. You could get into an accident on the way to the doctor's office. Oh my goodness. Exactly. That is, that's a thing that ladies, that the, that's a, a hidden rule for ladies. Sorry, men. You guys just don't know it. It's a thing. The guys should know it. <laughs> Anyways. Anyone else want to share? Feel free. We're chilling. No? Go ahead, Jackie. Giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm, that's a good one. Go ahead, Casey. When in doubt, go to the library. That's true. That's actually really good. <laughs> You can't make people do things. You get what you get and you don't get upset. These are all these like little, these little modern day proverbs that we kind of live our life by. And sometimes, you know, it is good. You know, if you... If, if you don't know, go to the library. That's great. We can, we can live knowledge. But I want to talk about some of these things that maybe did not bring, that, bring positive, positive life choices to us. These kind of hidden rules that we had to put together just to survive. Because as we read, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I know for myself that there have been lots of positive, life-giving words that have been said over me, but at very early parts of my life, there were not some positive things. And I had to put together kind of these mantras and these, these kind of hidden rules in order just to survive and to continue on, just to live. And as I'm growing in the Lord and as I'm trying to get healing, I'm realizing that these hidden rules no longer serve me. And I have to take a real look, a real hard look at some of my life mantras and some of my modern day proverbs and say, is this really what God is saying? Is this really truthful? Or is this just a lie that I've had to take on for a really long time and I don't need it, I don't need it anymore? I think many of us do have these things. We have these, these situations that make us think, oh, I can't trust people. Or, you know, I'm not good enough. Or, yep. Or I, I don't know. I know for me, that is something that I've, that I've really struggled with is this idea is like, I'm just not good enough. I just like, you know, 
And I, why, why would I be able to get up and preach? Why should I do this? Why should I do that? And because I had this like kind of backward, like backward thinking of like, I'm just not good enough, life happens and then it kind of reinforces this idea like, oh, you're not good enough or you can't trust people or um, you, know, you, need, you need that validation or you need that, that person or you need that drug or what have you when it's really not true, but it's all that we know and it's all that we're believing. And for, for me, for a really long time, I, and I mean, I grew up in church and I genuinely thought, I just wasn't good enough for Jesus to save. And, uh, and it's a hard thing to like say, and it's a hard thing to like be on, but I had to be honest about it. And I think the, I think the biggest thing is that we have to be honest and authentic about, where we're, wh- about what we're feeling. So for a really long time, I was like, you know, anytime there was a, an altar call, I'd be like, oh, should I go up there? Did it take? Because I did something bad over here. So, and I just, I know that I, I just feel dirty and I feel gross and I feel like there's no way that God can, can clean me. And I felt it, I felt like he could for other people, but I just felt like, I don't think that he could do it for me. So I, I kept, re, and things just kept happening and I kept reinforcing like, oh, you're bad or you're dirty or you're not good enough. And uh, I sat there and I remember there was just like one night <laughs> when I, I was just so depressed because I just kept thinking like, oh my gosh, like, Lord, I want to be saved. Like, I want to make sure, I want to know that I, I want to know that I know that I know that I know that I'm saved. How come everyone else gets that? How come I can't, like, where's my faith? Why do I have such a hard time having faith? And it made me think like, because the only thing that I could hold on to for real, that the only thing that I knew that was consistent in my life was God. And I said, if I, go, if I don't have that, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because nothing else, nothing else, nothing else has been there for me. Nothing else has, has stood the test of time. And if I can't have this faith bit, if I'm not good enough to have God, then what else do I have? And I know that many of us struggle with that. Maybe not the same thing that I struggled with, but there are certain things in your life that you're like, man, I just, I want to get rid of this thought. Why can't I? Or I like why can't like why can't I just shake this addiction? Why can't I just why can't I just dot 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 fill in the blank? And I just want everyone just to take a second, maybe close your eyes, and just ask, what is my why can't I just? So I had this moment of like, okay, Lord, what is happening? Like I ju- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saved. I don't feel good enough. Like, and there was a verse. There was some. I actually, I'll you know, I'll tell the I'll tell the real story. Let's talk about it. So I went to Africa on a mission trip, and one of the one of the people that was preaching kind of posed this question of like, you have a choice to believe it. You have a choice to believe what the word of God is saying, or you have a choice to believe what you're what your brain is saying. And you have a choice to believe what God, who, that God is real or you have a choice to believe whatever the world is giving, is giving you. And I don't know why that just hit me, but it was like, okay. I said, all right, I'm going to make the choice just to believe, I'm going to believe what the word of God is saying 
and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put forth my best effort to just be like, okay, you know what, let's just see what it is. Let's just, I, I've, I've tried all the things. I've tried to make myself clean. I've tried to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I've tried everything in my power to do the thing, and I can't do it. So you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to trust, trust and believe what God is saying. And there's a, there's a verse that says, because my biggest problem was faith at this time, and there's a verse that says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and hearing the word of God. So I was like, okay, I'm going to read the word and I'm just going to trust that it's true and that my faith is going to build up. I don't know, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to, what's going to, what's going to, what God's going to do, but I'm just going to trust this. So there was uh, like all these boys, this is my, when I was in my early 20s, all these boys were, had this challenge to read Ephesians and memorize Ephesians. And I was mad because I was like, how come the girls can't memorize Ephesians? Girls are allowed to study scripture. What's wrong? So anyways, so I was like, well, I'm going to memorize Ephesians because I'm going to do it. And I'm a girl. Da, 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 da. And wouldn't you know it? I'm going to read it. I didn't, this is not a part of my slides. I'm just flying by the seat in my pants here. Um, but, sorry, I'm just going to open this. Galatians, Ephesians. So the first... I'm, I'm, I used to go to Starbucks and I would just study the scripture and I said, I'm just going to study Ephesians 1. I'm just going to memorize Ephesians 1 and whatever happens, happens. And in verse 3 it says, blessed be, the Father, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he blessed us in the beloved. Now that's like a big chunkful, and because Paul really likes to run on sentences, which is great. But for me, in that moment, when I was studying this, I, you have, you know, 20-something-year-old 20, 20 Imani being like, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy, I'm not good, da-da-da-da. And then here the word of God is literally saying, he chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. That means that there's, there's nothing that I can do to not get unchosen because he chose me before I was even created. Oh, and wait, he not only chose me, he chose me to be blameless. And oh, not only did he chose me to be blameless, he chose me to be holy. And oh, not only did he chose me to be holy and blameless, it's like all in his sight. So even if I feel dirty, that doesn't mean I am dirty because I am holy and blameless in his sight. And the more that I kept reading this, the more I kept like allowing the words of God to wash over me, the more I was like taking in the truth the more, the less and less, I'll say, these lies that I, chose to, that I was choosing to believe, they just went away because I was choosing to believe the truth. And Proverbs, because well, that's where we're supposed to be. Proverbs says, hold on, I got lots of verses. <laughs> Death and life are in the power of the tongue, Right? So we have, uh, again, I have like a gazillion verses because Proverbs is crazy. Um, <laughs> but there is a verse that, sorry, I've got all these things here. 
It says, wise words satisfy like a good meal. This is Proverbs 18.20. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. And then it says, pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweet and delightful to the soul and healing to the body. That's um, Proverbs 16, 23, and 24. So we have life-giving words, and then we have the death-giving words. And the life-giving words I was getting from the literal word of God. I was getting from Jesus. So uh, I want to take a second, take a pause, and I want to revisit that question of why can't I just, dot, 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 And is there a scripture or is there a word maybe that God is telling you that maybe it just doesn't seem familiar so you don't want to believe it, that counteracts that? Why can't I just? I don't know if that made sense. Did that question make sense? Okay. Why can't I just believe that I'm enough? That's our why can't I just, right? Is there a word that I'll just take a minute and just ask the Lord to counteract that thought? Why can't I just with something with his truth? So you can take a second. Holy Spirit, come. Oftentimes, the Lord will tell us something, and because it's so foreign, we don't want to believe it. But he is a lot more kind than we think. And he's a lot more loving than we think. And he's a lot more grace-giving than we often think. Why can't I just stop living like my parents? God says, I have redeemed you. I make all things new. You are new in me. I'll get to you later, love, okay? Why can't I just forgive myself? Jesus died so that way you could take on his forgiveness. Why can't I just, I don't know. Why can't I just believe? God's given you that mustard feet of faith and you're here and you're listening and that is enough. Why can't I, why can't it just all be enough? God says, I'm enough. I got you. We have a lot of these hidden life rules because, again, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I know so many of us And I mean, the stuff that I am currently working on through, 
the stuff that I have worked through, the stuff that I will work through. Lord Jesus, please help. But this, there's some real heavy stuff and some real death things that God has, or that God has wanted to break off of us. But I don't think that we realized it. I don't think we were, were understanding like, oh, hey, like, this, is pro- this is actually not a thing I should be believing anymore. This is just kind of like, I just needed that thought to survive. Oh, I can't trust people. And, and, and I'm, in my own wisdom, that makes sense. Like, oh, no, you can't trust people. People are sinful. Why would I trust them? But is that really the truth of the matter? Oh, I got to do everything on my own. I'm a strong, independent black woman. I don't need nobody. Our culture puts us in that position. I'll be honest. But is that true? I have to be perfect. My family came here from a bed and zen country. I have to be perfect. I have to make sure that they built a life for me. I have to make sure that I make them proud. That's not a bad thought. But do you have to be perfect? Not necessarily. All these hidden life rules affect everything in our lives and how we do things, the burdens we put on ourselves, the lack of relationships that we have with other people, the lack of relationship and understanding of what we have in God. And I just, this morning, I believe that the Lord just wants to break those things off and show himself to you, show his kindness to you, and replace those lies with the truth of his word and replace those lies with the truth of himself. So, This is going to take some like inner reflection and prayer. So I think let's just, I think we'll end here awkwardly. Dan, do you want to come up or do you want not want to? If we can stand, if you're able, let's stand. This is definitely not the, the message I was planning on preaching. I'm going to throw that one out there. Um... But I don't know. I think there's power in being authentic. And I think that the Lord has things to say to each of us. So why don't we just close our eyes for a second?